What's going on, guys? Anthony here. So I'm reading over a blog by the HR Daily Advisor that's going over a various amount of things that employees want out of the workplace. But I want to touch on three key areas of this blog and, and give you guys my spin and my point of view on these on these areas here. Uh, I tend to think a little bit differently, a little bit more practically. So I figured it'd be helpful to maybe give my overall practical view. Now, if you're running a big, big brand, let's call it, I don't know, 700 plus, which probably isn't big in most people's eyes, but let's say you're running a brand of over 700 employees or more, this episode may not be the episode for you, but if you're running a brand, 500 employees, 300 employees, 200 employees, a really, really small business locally where you have 40, 50, 60 people, this may be the podcast for you. And I may be able to shed light on a few practical tips and insights that I think uh, would work and that I personally have put into play. So the three areas that we're going to cover today is fair pay, career development, and nice colleagues. These are three amongst about 12 or 13 so or so that I see here by the HR Daily Advisor that they say employees want out of their workplace and that really the requiring for even to even consider uh, staying at a at a workplace, staying at a company. So let's go over fair pay. I've talked about this a bunch, but I just want to reiterate this again, and this will probably be the, 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 the shortest that I will elaborate on the three topics here. If you have the cash flow, if you have money in the bank, if you are not in a situation where you are trying to conduct hyper growth, meaning you're doubling down and pushing a lot of cash into the system, into your business, whether that's with hiring, whether that's with um, new products and promotion, whether that's with um, creating new departments and suites of the brand. If you are not doing that, and if you have a bunch of cash in the bank, if you're doing well financially, I believe you should go one by one by one by one of every single one of your employees, starting at the very bottom, going all the way to the very top and figuring out every single component of their life from a bill perspective, from a practical saving perspective, and figure out what they actually need to maintain and to thrive and try to figure out how you can meet them in the middle where they will be happy. I've talked about the research around you know, the, the threat response one feels when they don't know how they're going to be able to pay a phone bill because the timing of their money doesn't match up because they're not making enough from their jobs. I've talked about the fact that not everyone is entrepreneurial and they don't have that hustle factor where eBay and, you know, thrift stores and selling old clothes or shoes or jewelry or, you know, gambling, whatever your side hustle is, right? Or creating art and selling it, whatever it's going to be. Like not everyone has that DNA. I've talked about just the pure desire factor and how if someone doesn't feel that you're respecting their desire to make more, how that could impact their overall focus, impact their overall uh, ability to want to be at the company for a long period of time. So again, to make this simple, because I can go in a lot of different directions as it pertains to fair pay. If you have the cash in the company, if you have enough savings, if you are not in a situation where you are trying to, to conduct hyper growth, which means you have to take more cash than you would traditionally would, I would suggest you go one by one by one to Sally, to Andrew, to David, to Anthony, to Derek, to any human being that you have in your company, and you figure out what they need at a practical level 
and figure out how you can provide them that. Whether that's 74,000, 400,000, 16,000, whatever it's going to be. I know of one brand that's doing this and I thought it was super fascinating. They didn't go one by one, but this is what they actually did do. They broke it down into categories, into avatars, if you will. So they said, okay, we're, we're based out of San Francisco. You know, a good housing, like, like a, a nice apartment is going to cost you X, Y, and Z throughout the year. A nice house is going to cost you X, Y, and Z. Normally based off of statistics, if you have three kids in the family, the kids are healthy, they don't have any, you know, uh, severe health issues, you're married with a husband, you go on one vacation a year, this is normally what one would spend. They built out different, um, how do I put this? They built out different layers of their, of their compensation packages to reflect the reality and the practicality of the, of the world of San Francisco and what it actually costs to live there based off your family, based off what you have, based off of, of things that you have going on. I thought that was pretty interesting. I thought that was pretty clever. And I think that's as close as we'll get to my practical mindset on this. I, I just don't think it's out of the norm to go one by one by one, even if it takes you two or three months and just get a taste, figure out what they actually are looking for. I don't think that's out of the norm. I don't think that's unfair. Um, they talked about in here, where is it at here? Let me try to find this. They talked about, you know, uh, making sure that you have someone that is studying and staying up to date with industry trends. I'm not a fan of that. Stay up to date with what your people want. Like, don't you want retention? Don't you want employees that are going to stay committed? Don't you want employees that are going to stay and remain excited? Don't you want employees that are going to be able to pay for their kid to go to camp three times a summer? Or don't you want your you know, your, your employees to be able to take a two-week vacation and, and reload and process and think about life and appreciate the brand that's able to give them that vacation so that when they come back from the vacation, they are dedicated, they are focused, they've even come up with a new a couple of ideas, they've outlined those ideas while they were laying on the beach and now they're ready to deliver that and that idea alone can maybe make the brand more money. Don't you want these things to happen? I do. So, you know, this is just something that I think is practical, makes sense, and is correlated to fair pay. Now, as far as career development, I'm going to give you another outside opinion on this. The first practical and logical one is make sure your L&D programs are in place, are practical, are real, and make sure that you're conducting IDP plans. I've talked about this again, but I'm going to say it again. This is something I'm doing. Again, I'm no expert. I'm no guru. I'm, I'm sure this is pretty standard in the industry. But if you're a CEO, particularly listening to this, or even if you're an HR director and you have very admin-like responsibilities and you know that your company right now does not have IDP plans in place or um, L&D, learning and development plans in place, take a listen to what I'm about to say here. It makes a ton of sense to figure out at a one-by-one -one level, and that means you have to have meetings. Figure out what Andrew actually wants to do. Andrew may not want to be an account manager his entire life. He may have a desire to be like his dad, who is the VP of sales. And he maybe has not told you guys that he wants to go in the sales department because he hasn't have any, had any prior sales experience. So he didn't think he was qualified. He was a little bit embarrassed. He was shy to bring it up. But now that you've had that one-on-one, -on -one, you can create an L&D program for him. You can conduct 
an, uh, an IDP plan, an individual development plan for him to get him prepared over the next nine months to transition him into your sales team. He knows the brand. He has relationships. He knows the products and services. He's already excited and passionate and, and, and appreciative that you guys as a brand are going to be willing to put these things in place for him. Everything makes sense. So those are, I guess, my perspectives on career development. It just makes a ton of sense. I'm going to give you the outside the box opinion. Let's say, let's say Sarah wants to start a brand. And let's say this brand potentially is in the same space that you are in, the tech space. I lean towards, it makes a ton of sense to help her get that brand off the ground, or at the very least, I think it makes sense to make sure that she's leaving with the competencies and the network to be able to do so. Now, a lot of you guys are probably thinking to yourself, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Well, let me explain to you why I don't think it's stupid. And let me explain to you, actually, I've done this before and it's actually worked out. I had a client uh, named Ryan who no longer wanted to be my client. He wanted to start literally a consultancy that looked just like mine. And I helped him figure out the online branding. I helped him figure out his messaging. I helped him figure out just the pure, the pure content and, and having the competencies to be able to deliver uh, a service. And from this, from that day forward, which was about five years ago, every time he's made a video or a podcast or tried to get a client, he's always credited me as the person that gave him his start, gave him his launch and, and paid respect to me. So different clients that maybe were not the best fit for him were now introduced to me. We're now introduced to what I was doing. Now, obviously, I'm not in that space anymore, but I'm just giving you guys an example. When you have an employee that you help at a very strategic level get where they need to go, be what they want to be, do what they want to do, what happens is once they actually leave and people are seeing them have success, they're going to credit your brand. That's employer branding. That is going to bring more eyes and ears and more notoriety and more respect to your logo. I think we all can agree every CEO and every executive wants that. The third thing, nice colleagues. I'm gonna make this very simple. The overall plan moving forward for every branch should be the following. If you're not a nice employee, if you are not a good team member, you should be fired immediately. Uh, I, I just don't, I don't even know what else to say. I don't think there's any conversation around being mean to another human being you know, not respecting and not helping and not supporting another human being's goals and perspectives, you know, um, being disrespectful with your words. I just don't think that creates a good culture. It doesn't make any practical sense to me. And it makes a ton of sense of why someone would want something like that. So um, that should just be a rule. So if you're a CEO and you're doing it, fire yourself. If you're the CEO and you see your executives doing it, even though he may be bringing in 47% or 17% of your overall sales for the year, fire him. I just don't think it makes a ton of sense. And I think at the end of the day, your employees will respect you for doing the right thing because it's the right thing. So hope I was able to shed some light. Hope I was able to kind of give you guys a few different perspectives um, I know some of them were outside the box. Some of them are super simple and practical, but that's all I'm trying to do here with this podcast. All I'm trying to do is remind myself of the practicality and how simple it is at times to, to be a good leader and also talk about the practicality of how HR teams and how leadership teams can really make a difference by not doing the traditional and, and thinking about things from an out of the box perspective.
Thanks so much.